What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this is week two of our doing whatever the fuck we want, February. (laughs) Yeah, accurate. (laughs) And we're talking about your pick of The Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Not 13 ghosts like my notes say. (laughs) Um... This movie came out 11 years ago, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts, dude. It's like, crazy. I remember seeing this in theaters mm-hmm. and thinking it was like such a wild ass movie, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went into a blind back then. I had no idea what to expect with it. And it yeah. fucking blew me away. Yeah, me too. Me too. But uh, yeah, so I picked 13 Ghosts last week. You picked Cabin in the Woods. Um, What made you pick this one? Um, Well, apart from us not doing it yet, and like, it's pretty obvious we both like this movie a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was a perfect matchup with 13 Ghosts. Like, it's like kind of the same, not the same concept, but like, there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. between them, specifically like the the glass cages with all the different like monsters or looks and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it'd be fun to kind of do a face off of one of these monsters from this movie yeah. against uh, your pick. Yeah, it's a very good idea. I'm glad you decided to do that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Cause this episode's long overdue, man. Like we should have done this a long ass time ago. A long ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually sent you a screenshot, like shortly after we said we were gonna do this one. Um, Sledgehammer Horror posted a thing, and they're like, "If anyone uh wants to invite us on to talk about the cabin in the woods, like," and they rhymed off a couple other movies, and I was like, "That's actually kind of fucking ironic," but yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I feel like anybody would love to talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. definitely um but before we hype this up too much what have you been watching since we last spoke um not too much this week i don't think uh, i've been reading a lot um so i watched um been doing my uh criterion collection and this week um i watched two of them i watched uh one was a canadian movie and it's the Denis Villeneuve's kind of, it's not his very first movie, but it's like one of his first. Okay. Um, it's called August 32nd on Earth. Um, French movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, kind of like a romance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Uh, watched Dune for the second time. Kind of get hyped up for Dune Part 2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then continuing the Criterion Collection, um, I watched a uh, Osos, which is I forget what um, what uh, country it was. Hold on a sec. Uh, Portugal. Okay. Um, really depressing movie, but um, there's like barely a dialogue in it, but I really liked it a lot actually. And there's okay. two other movies in this like trilogy, I guess. Um, 
I think it's just in like the same like town. It's like the same characters, I think, in other movies. But I liked it. It's pretty hard to watch, but yeah. Hmm. Um, then got back on my IMDb train mm-hmm. and watched City Lights. Um, nice. It was okay. I didn't like it as much as his other movie. Uh, I forget which other one I watched there. But... Modern Times, I think. Yeah, I think I like Modern Times more. This one was kind of not as funny. Um, and then randomly, Bettina was watching this romantic comedy called set it up on netflix uh <laughs> as like lucy Liu and um the hot guy from top gun maverick uh i forget his name there's many hot guys in that movie but uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the main guy kind of the asshole he's like kind of like an up-and-comer oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i know who you're yeah. talking about yeah that guy and then zoe uh Deschanel. Not Deschanel, uh I don't know how to say her last name, like Zoe Deitch or Ditch or whatever like her oh, okay. last name is. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Nice. And been watching The Last of Us, been playing The Last of Us, um, been reading, almost done my book I've been reading for a while now. So I'm excited to get that off and Sweet. done with. And yeah. What about you? Nice. Um, I watched a decent amount this week, actually. I was saying to you, I'm trying to catch up to you. Um, mm-hmm. you are gonna see my score for the cabin in the woods, but I don't really care. Okay, uh, okay. I love the movie, so whatever. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, Sarah and I watched You People uh mm-hmm. on Saturday night, and nice. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Okay. I only gave three stars. I I feel like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. Three and a half stars. Um, I thought it was really funny. It was well made. Um, Jonah Hill's fantastic as always. Yeah. Um, I was saying in our group chat, like he, he feels like he's never acting, like he's just playing himself as different mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was really good. Um, I watched The Invitation, which came out last year. Not really a big fan of it. Um, it's a vampire movie, and I'm never really a huge fan of vampire movies, but mm um yeah i wasn't really going into it expecting to love it but yeah yeah um i finally watched sick which is kevin williamson's newest one um i really enjoyed it it uh it was like your run-of-the-mill slasher movie written by kevin williamson but like Mm -hmm. the ending was really cool and different and I, i like how he how he wrote uh basically a slasher about covid 19 or covid 19 um yeah covid covid 22 whatever fucking number we're on right now (laughs) um me and the kids watch finding nemo fun i found out that brady's never watched it so i thought fuck let's watch it there you go um there's my score for cabin in the woods i can't even scroll past it whoa how the fuck did you do that I watched I watched it like two you nights know, the, ago. The blood up on the Oh, that's where it shows up. Someone on Facebook, it was on the horror versions uh uh Facebook. There someone was talking about like sharing everyone's letterboxed accounts. Yeah. And some girl said if you in your profile, if you or in your bio, if you hashtag horror or something like that, yeah, it'll show a bleeding logo. so i tried it yeah i never saw where it was but but there it is okay cool 
Um, so anyways, yeah, uh, we watched Inside Out, also an amazing movie. Um, also one that the kids had never seen before. Um, I watched Fall. Nice. Uh, last night, or I started it the night before, finished it last night. Um, it was good, but kind of boring, kind of repetitive. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I mean, not terrible. And I watched After Yang last night. I was scrolling, okay. scrolling through Crave and yeah, saw it there. I've been wanting to watch it. There's a couple on there that I really want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was like beautifully shot and yeah. like it looked amazing, but it was really hard to follow. Yeah, it was. It's kind of boring. Yeah. But um, Colin Farrell's accent, though, man. I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, and then I watched Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> nice. Just because I was going through, uh, I can't remember what it was on, Prime, Netflix, I don't remember. And I saw it there. I was like, yeah, I haven't watched this in forever. And uh, yeah, it's always a great time. Yeah, it's a good one. But uh, yeah, I still need to watch The Last of Us Episode 4. haven't watched that yet. Well, you better hurry because they're releasing Episode 5 early. I know, tomorrow night. Probably end up watching both of them this weekend. Yeah. We have Hogwarts Legacy coming out tomorrow, and I am super pumped. Yep. Me too. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Very nice. So I guess we will use the C music and dive on in. said in the intro we are talking about the cabin in the woods from 2011 i believe yes 2011 yeah um before we start talking about it though what are you drinking i am drinking i believe i've had this on here before but it's a collective arts stranger than coffee and maple syrup i don't know if you have had that on here i've definitely had this beer before Mm. Maple syrup and coffee. That sounds amazing, actually. Is that actually what it tastes like? It does, yeah, actually, yeah. Nice. I'm going to try and find some. You always get like the better beer because you live in the city and I'm a, I'm at the mercy of small town beer stores. Yeah, you are. Um, I'm drinking Muskoka Brewery's Mad Tom West Coast IPA. Nice. I think you've had this one on here before. Yeah, I think so. It's the first time drink for me. Uh, yep. It's an IPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Starting off with the synopsis. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for. Discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. 
This movie was directed by, not only directed by, but it was his directorial debut, um, Drew Goddard, who Mm -hmm. also did Bad Times at the El Royale and four episodes of The Good Place, which is a great TV show created by Michael Schur, who also created The Office Uh and Parks and Rec. Um, Drew Drew Goddard was also a producer on Alias, Lost, The Good Place, The Martian, Daredevil, and The Cloverfield Paradox. So he's got quite a good resume under his belt. Yeah. Have you seen Bad Times? Yeah, I watched it like whenever it first came out, but I don't really remember a whole lot of it. Yeah, I think it's it's on one of the streaming platforms. I was like scrolled by it. I'm like, mm. hey, I want to watch this, but then I look at like the runtime. It's like two and a half hours. I'm like, yeah, it's a commitment. I don't know if I'm committed to it. It's also, all- also has Hemsworth in it. Yeah, it's an all star cast too. Yeah. Um, the cast list starting off is Kristen Connolly, who plays Dana. Um, she's in the Bay, the Happening. Deep Water, Zoo, and 40 episodes of As the World Turns. Hmm. I haven't heard that name in forever. (laughs) One of those soap operas that's just never going to stop. And like you mentioned, Chris Hemsworth is in this. Uh, He played Kurt. Um, He, I'm not going to ram off all the fucking MCU movies, but he's in a good chunk of them. Yeah. Um, he's also in Star Trek, Snow White and the Huntsman, Spiderhead, and Bad Times at El at the El Royale, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. It's kind of cool because like he because this movie was actually filmed in 2009, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of cool to see like he kind of got not like breakout, but like he's been in a few movies before this. Like mm-hmm. he was Star Trek, like played Kirk's dad for like five minutes, I think, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. it's kind of cool to see him like in like a horror movie, kind of like one of his first big roles because like Thor came out the same year, but like I think they were both filmed at the same time. Well, it's ironic that you bring that up because I have a bunch of trivia that I've written down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he actually this was like his big break. Yeah. Because during production, MGM saw um that says dailies of a scene where Chris Hemsworth instructs his friends. Mm-hmm. And on the basis of that performance, they signed him on for red Dawn, which came out in 2012. Oh then, yeah. That was the other movie they filmed. Yeah. Yeah. And then two days later, he was also chosen to play the lead in Thor. Yeah. So like if he wasn't in this movie, he may not have been casted for those movies. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like it yeah. just kind of goes to show like, you know, back in like the nineties, eighties, like a lot of, these stars we see now started off in horror. So it's kind of cool to see like Chris Hemsworth, like basically mm-hmm. got a start from this movie. Now he's like one of the biggest actors in Hollywood. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Um, what's going to say? I actually really like that red Dawn movie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. The original is good too. I haven't seen the original. Yeah. S- same thing, obviously, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Um, next up, I have Fran Kranz. Fran Kranz. Fran Kranz. Fran Kranz. Um, <laughs> he played uh, Marty, um, the stoner or the fool, as mm-hmm. he's mentioned in the movie. 
Um, he was also in The Dark Tower, The Village, Jungle Land, You Might Be the Killer, and Orange County. And lastly, I have Jesse Williams, who plays Holden. Uh, he's most notably known for his character in Grey's Anatomy, I would think. Yeah, for me, it's um, Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's also in Brooklyn's Finest and Random Acts of Violence, which is a movie that we did. Not uh, yeah. too long ago. Um, and then I have two honorable mentions, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. Yeah, you got you gotta mention these two, man. <laughs> this is like honestly like perfect casting choice. Yeah, for these two. They just work so well together. Yeah. Um yeah, I love both those guys. Richard Jenkins is like I don't want to say he's underrated, but like he's underappreciated, I think. I think both those guys are. Yeah. Like Bradley Whitford is really good in Get Out. And he's also really That's good true. in The Handmaid's Tale. I forgot he was in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, he's like in like three seasons or something. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. But yeah, they don't get talked about enough. No, definitely but, not. Like I just watched Step Brothers a few weeks ago and like he is so fucking good in that movie <laughs> too, Richard Jenkins. Yeah. What the fucking fuck? <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know if you had any other honorable mentions or not. Um, yeah, the guy that played uh, Mordecai like kind of looked familiar. Like, just kind of like one of those like that guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, one of the writers, uh, Joss Whedon, actually mm-hmm. uh, wrote this, uh, co-wrote this movie as well. And uh, yeah. he's a pretty big name in Hollywood. You know, he um, he's had some uh good stuff but also some some bad uh some bad stuff you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> but yeah that's pretty yeah. much it all right okay well you want to dive into the movie discussion um i mentioned before that i had some trivia written down i don't know if you want me to just... a... yeah i mean there's a lot of trivia for this movie yeah um, i'm a... also gonna go through like uh what would you just do like a quick kind of rundown of like like how like the monsters come into play like all that because i'm gonna like yeah you want me to do a quick rundown of how the monsters come into play well like just like kind of like like you know read the synopsis on imdb but like just kind Mm -hmm. of like a quick breakdown of like the movie and like what happens like kind of the concept Okay. Um, well, it starts off as your typical, like, bunch of friends going to a cabin in the woods. Starts off almost like uh, Evil Dead, in a sense. Um, we find out that there's, like, people watching them in this underground bunker sort of thing. We don't really know exactly what's going on, but they're kind of, I don't know, keeping an eye on them, keeping tabs on them. Um, there's all the typical horror tropes, like the Harbinger of Death and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, they get there, they find a cellar in the basement, or obviously a cellar in the basement, but um, and there's like a whole bunch of different shit down there, and they start playing with all the stuff, but then uh one of them starts reading out of this book and uh it turns it makes these like fucking this family of zombies kind of come up out of the dead. Uh then we find out that the people in the underground are kind of controlling everything. Mm-hmm. Um they're not like controlling the outcome. They're just like putting them into the places where they need to be. And then 
yeah the, the characters of the movie control the outcome um and then the last 15 minutes is just fucking all out chaos whenever <laughs> whenever two of them figure out how to get into this underground bunker yeah um yeah. and all these monsters are kind of like just get unlocked and they just start flying out and killing everybody yeah yeah um so yeah there's actually like a wiki page of like those like kind of like fandom that has yeah. like a whole bunch of stuff on this movie like all the monsters all that stuff so I'll, like i'll read through all that later on once okay. we get to that uh underground part um but yeah the thing i love about this movie is like it's so aware of itself it's kind of making fun of like the tropes and also like puts his own spin on things mm-hmm. like it's basically um Sitterson and Hadley who are the two controllers they're like they're like the like the directors of of like the movie right a bit yeah yeah but then there's also the actual director yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah I don't know if we want to toss that out there yet or not but yeah so like the director like the the person upstairs like Mm. what is her role do you think she's like the um the movie studio and Sitterson and Hadley are the directors. Okay, yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So she's like the Lionsgate to their directing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, you know, making sure that they do everything by the book correctly, mm-hmm. and they have one goal and make a a good movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like. There's one scene in the movie where they talk about like Kyoto and there's like a, I think Germany was one of them or mm-hmm. there was a couple other um, countries and cities. And I would love to see another movie made with like a different location. Yeah. Well, actually there's, I'll go through that now since you brought it up. Uh... And like, I don't think they're the directors of those places, but they like, they kind of keep like they all work together, I guess we could say. Basically, the whole movie is they're like doing um, a ritual. Mm-hmm. And so like the American ritual is the one that we see. So like each ritual, each ritual has its own like specific guidelines. Um, they don't really touch on it, but like the, in the U.S. they have um, the five uh, archetypes of like characters. So you got the athlete, the whore, the scholar, the fool, and the virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to do like certain things to complete, I guess, like what the ancient gods are asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the whore has to die first, and the virgin has to die last, and she mm-hmm. can she can still live after, but she just has to be the last person um, yeah. alive, which is like kind of how horror movies go right like mm-hmm. they're typical tropes yeah uh so we also see in the movie the japanese ritual um so the japanese ritual is kind of like a parody of j-horror genre mm-hmm. it's mainly um little younger kids like yeah. age 9 to 14 um it's basically like young girls like a lot of like young girls uh there's no adult intervention, like such as like a harbinger or anything like that, because you don't really see those in Japanese movies. Mm-hmm. Um, no nudity is needed, whereas in the American one, you know, of course you have to have some nudity, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Uh, we see um, the Swedish rit ritual. Uh, so with them, um, a natural disaster must take place. Mm. So in the thing, you see like a large volcanic eruption. Um, and then there is uh, the Argentinian ritual, which uh, you see in the monitor is uh, Buenos Aires. Right, yes. And it yeah. shows a giant ape. So that's like kind of like a parody of uh, the kaiju movies or like mm -hmm. giant monster monster films um and then the american one they also have some giant monsters as well so like it's not only set for for them mm -hmm. uh they have the spanish ritual which shows like a burning building in madrid um which is kind of they say is like kind of a parody of like gothic horror maybe okay um and i think in one of them is like dracula that they that this kind of fan theory thinks is uh is at one of those places yeah yeah i don't know it's cool to see like how they incorporated all those into this one movie yeah but i do agree with you like i think this is kind of like 13 ghosts like a, mm -hmm. like i think this could be made into like a netflix series or like mm -hmm. something like that where you see like the different um rituals uh also the beginning of the movie i love the opening you see Hadley and Sitterson, they're like just getting coffee, talking about like stuff. You don't know exactly what they're talking about, but mm -hmm. like the one girl, Lynn, says, like, oh, you guys, it's uh she says, Oh, the Swedes, the Swedes, Swedes failed. It's only down to you and uh Japan. And like mm -hmm. Sitterson's like, Oh, it's always us too. Like Japan has a perfect record. You know, we had that <laughs> one glitch in 98. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, the ke the chemical team or something like that fucked up. Um, so I'd love to see like how they failed in that one and like which monster it was that yeah uh that they ended up like killing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we see them, it's just like a regular day at the office. Like you would like if you didn't know what this movie was, like you would mm -hmm. think that they was just two guys like mm -hmm. in an office building sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And like I love Bradley Whitford's uh which one does he play? He plays Hadley. Hadley, yeah. I love his obsession with like the merman. <laughs> it's so good. The whole movie. He's like, I just yeah. want to see the fucking merman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um do they mention it? This is only, I'm guessing, once a year they have to do this. Yeah, I don't know if they mentioned that or not. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I love the the title for this movie too. Like they're just like talking and all of a sudden, like it just pops up on the screen yeah. with loud, like, bah. <laughs> um all of it this was actually a really cool opening credit scene too yeah like i know a few episodes back you were asking me if i what i think about opening credits but this one this one was good i actually watched this one because you see like all the rituals and stuff like happening. yeah yeah it was cool yeah um uh what do you think of our uh, main characters we have in this we got like marty holden dana and kurt mm -hmm. and jules um I love how, like, at the start, they aren't really, they're, like, kind of a mixture of, like, the archetypes, right? Well, yeah, and that's something that I talk about during my review is, like, I'll just scroll down to it. I'll just, I'll repeat it again after, but uh, where is it here? So, it said, like, we see the common horror movie characters, but with a bit of a twist on their own, like, the stoner never lasts to the end, but he does in this one. Yeah. The virgin in this one has a very provocative relationship with one of her professors, which is like unheard of. Yeah. Um, the slutty girl is smart. 
Yeah. Um, the jock is also smart. Like he's yeah. suggesting books that they should be reading instead of the ones that they actually are. Yeah. And normally it's like the virgin and the nice guy that are the last ones. And Holden dies rather quickly in this one. Yeah. And he's like, he's a nice guy, but he's like also condescending. Yeah. And you can tell like whenever he finds the mirror, he like wants to look. Yeah. And then like, he kind of like, okay, he's like, yeah, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. So like, he's kind of weird. But then like, I love how uh, Hadley and Sitterson, like, they have to, they're controlling like these archetypes. Like they're changing these people into the archetypes that they want them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even whenever like Holden and uh, Dana switch rooms because of this mirror, like mm-hmm. they didn't expect that to happen. They expected him to be like a pervert and continue watching her through this two way or this one way mirror. Yeah. And two way mirror. One way mirror. One way mirror, yeah. Um, but then they end up switching rooms and they're like, fuck, like uh she's in this room now and now and he's in the other room. So they have to like switch their whole game plan. Yeah. Which is yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then um I love Marty. He's probably my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, he's um, funny. But uh he's like he is like a stoner, but it like helps him. Mm-hmm. like in a weird way right because like i don't know i want to know like kind of more backstory in this like this is why i couldn't give this like a perfect rating like mm-hmm. i know we're getting ahead a bit but there's like some like little plot holes it's like uh jewels like i guess she just dyed her hair yeah but the Which people I... in the thing are controlling because the one girl says like oh the chemical is in her hair dye that they put in yeah, to make true. her like more uh i don't know like horny i guess like do they have control of them before they even go because they have to pick and choose who's going out to this place right i think they do because like i don't think that kurt's cousin actually owns that i think like someone just pretended to be kurt's cousin and be like hey Mm-hmm. I bought this. Here's a free thing. And like, it's just like someone pretending to be Kurt's cousin because it's like, how do they get them into this specific area? And like, is this the same area that they have for every ritual or does it change? That's true. Well, it would make sense if this was the same one because it's like, this is like the trope, the horror trope, right? Of mm-hmm. of the cabin in the woods, right? Like, because there's yeah. so many horror yeah. movies that, that have this cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of the characters, like the the villains and the monsters would make sense to be there, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, it, it's a cabin in the woods, but there's a lake there. So like the merman would make sense. The werewolf would make sense. Yeah. The zombies, like two different types of zombies, they would make sense. Yeah. The, the molesting giant, tree. The molesting tree would make sense. <laughs> there's this giant flying bat, like that would make sense. Yeah. There's a, there's a stranger, the strangers kind of, I don't like parody. Yeah, yeah. Like they would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of them would make sense in this setting. Yeah. Like it's all like mostly in like monsters and nightmares that you would see in like in American mm-hmm. style movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I love uh Marty's uh bond he has when he pulls up and yeah. As the fucking ball of Hickert's like, 
hey marty you like you can't fucking smoke your ball in there and he just like <laughs> fucking pull, puts it down he's like a mug he's like coffee what are you mug, talking yeah. about yeah that thing um, is actually a fully functioning bong and coffee mug yeah it costs like what five five thousand dollars for yeah. the prototype that's, that's so sick though man yeah. like dual purpose yeah um yeah i watched this movie twice uh this week and so did marty and jules date before they had a thing yeah because yeah because like that. my first watch i was like are they like related like siblings but i don't i think they must have dated because like there's like some dialogue that like marty says and like that jules says um mm-hmm. that kind of like hints towards that they had a thing before yeah like at one point one of them marty mentions that they like made out or something like that yeah something like that yeah um and yeah they uh the people who were controlling they apparently tampered with marty's um weed Mm -hmm. to like kind of like take away the effects of the weed a bit yeah so he so the thing that they did in this area like he would uh like some come to them but apparently he had a different stash and his weed made him like super fucking smart and aware (laughs) which is like amazing yeah and like everyone else is following this trance and like they're acting like the ones who are like stupid right Mm -hmm. because marty like there's a few things like when the fucking cellar door opens and they'll go up and like kurt is like must have been the wind yeah and marty's just like in what world does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's like like this movie's so cleverly written because it's all shit that we see in these horror movies, right? And this movie's just like kind of making fun of them and like putting them out in the forefront of yeah. like that. Like that would never fucking happen. Like yeah. the wind's not gonna blow up in a cellar door like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, whenever they get downstairs, everybody's playing with all these toys, and Marty's just like, "We shouldn't be touching this stuff." Yeah, I dare everyone to go back upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, whenever Dana starts reading the the diary, and she's like, "Oh, it's just Latin that's left," and Mm -hmm. Marty's just like, "I highly recommend to do not read the Latin." (laughs) (laughs) He starts reading. He's like, "No, stop!" And Chris like, "Stop being a pussy." And yeah yeah uh what do you think of the harbinger he was good i liked him i love the scene whenever he calls to hadley and citizen yeah and hadley puts on speaker (laughs) (laughs) he's like i don't i don't know if it's like he's acting or what but like he's saying all this like creepy stuff that the harbinger would say like yeah he's fully in character and then it's like wait am i on speakerphone that's so rude like i don't know who's in here and he's like okay i'll take you off and then just like he's on speaker Uh, yeah and they're all laughing at him yeah yeah Uh, yeah that scene's one of my favorite in the movie so um another question i had too like uh there's whenever they're uh ready to play truth or dare i think um uh jules is like getting ready or something like that and then one of the chemist girls comes up and uh the guys and they're like oh do we want to give her more so-and-so like to up her libido mm-hmm. and he's like he's like oh say that again slow or something like that and she's like don't we need to do 
it um was it like uh like through like the spray or do it orally mm-hmm. so it's like how would they get it orally like like plant food like in the cabin like do you think they have that much like it's set up that much where they can like do that yeah yeah i don't know because like she makes that with that wolf head but uh-huh. i was thinking so i was thinking like maybe it was something with that but like she was already like all horned up before she made it with the wolf head yeah because she was like <clears throat> going to town on that thing yeah yeah so yeah i don't know um another piece of trivia they don't go in swimming um and i saw some trivia that was kind of really surprising. Uh, I'm sure a bit you Marty. have it, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're all they all go swimming in the lake, and Marty's the only one that doesn't go swimming, and he remains fully closed on the dock. Um, and this was partially due to Fran Kronz or however you say his name, um, noticeably being in as good, if not better, shape than the other males. Um, so in the commentary for the movie, the writers joke that he was ripped like muscular Jesus and assert <laughs> that if Marty was shown being that fit, it would ruin his character. Which just like blows my mind because yeah. you have Chris Hemsworth and Jesse Williams yeah. in it who are both like absolutely ripped. Yeah. It's like how? <laughs> so that's why they put him in baggier clothes too. Like, so it yeah. would hide all of his muscle tone. Uh-huh. Oh man, that's so funny um so i love uh once they finally like get down there and they they're about to pick like their their monster and then you see back at the uh the lab if you uh could call it that um they're starting to do all the bets yeah and uh some of the bets are like so funny so i have a list of the monsters that you um you see it reminded me, like, if anybody follows, like, Barstool Sports or anything like that, like, yeah, how, how those guys all sit, like, and they'll make bets in their, like, their room where they all watch the games and shit. Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of that. So, yeah, there's um, the werewolf, which the finance team bet on. Uh, there's alien beast, mutants, race, zombies, reptilius, clowns, witches, Sexy witches, demons, uh, hell lord, angry molesting tree, uh, giant snake, deadites, um, Kevin, who is uh, Elijah Wood from Sin City. Yeah, I thought that was which really I guess cool. Kevin was in like a lead scene in this movie. I don't know who they got to play Kevin, but oh, I would have loved to see that. Um, mummy, the bride, the scarecrow folk. Snowman, Dragon Bat, Vampires, Dismemberment Goblins, which sounds awesome, mm-hmm. uh, Sugar Plum Fairy, Merman, which Hadley uh, bet on, uh, the reanimated Unicorn, the Huron, I think that's what it is, uh, Sasquatch slash Wendigo slash Yeti. So I'm guessing that all depends on like the location, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Possibly. Uh, you have Dolls. Who are like the people from the strangers um mm-hmm. the doctors zombie redneck torture family which is the <laughs> one that we get in uh the movie um which uh ronald the intern bet on with uh maintenance which i love yeah. that scene he's like all right here's my bet 
He's like, oh, let's take him. Oh, who took it? Maintenance. Ah, fuck. They take it every year. Well, if they were more creative, they wouldn't be in maintenance. <laughs> uh, Jack-o'-lantern, giant, and twins. Yeah. Um, I love how the one woman comes up to you like after we get the the Buckner family. Yeah. Um, she's like, I pick zombies too. And they're like, no, like this was redneck family of zombies or whatever you said it was. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. I love this whole like betting scene. I thought it was, uh, fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, go ahead. If you were to remake this movie or if they were to remake this movie, Mm -hmm. what would you want to see be the, the killers? (sighs) Um, Hmm. that's tough because like there's so many of them we've we've like seen before mm-hmm. i don't i think um like the dismemberment goblins yeah it's a cool name it is yeah i don't know what about you <laughs> um if we were going for like strictly horror comedy i'd love to see that fucking unicorn just fuck people up throughout the <laughs> yeah, entire movie yeah <laughs> that'd be funny yeah. um honestly man like that mermaid was fucking creepy as hell like that would be cool to see a full movie of that fucking thing it would but like i don't know it doesn't move that fast so like i feel like it would be pretty easy to to kill right that's true like if you were on land yeah yeah but like, let's just like let's just say we have like another horror movie trope and the people are like stuck out in the middle of the ocean or something like that. Uh, that could be cool. That's true. That's true. Do you think uh, Truman was a nod to the Truman show? Oh, maybe. Cause this is like kind of similar. Sort yeah, of. that's true. That's true, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we get a the the cellar door opens. They all go into the the cellar door, and um, we see some items uh, in the basement. They all play with. So um, I'll run through like e- which each item is connected to what. So we see Dana pick up uh, Patient Buckner's diary, mm-hmm. which we resurrects the Buckner family. Yeah. Uh, Holden picks up the conch shell and like starts blowing in it. Or no, is it? That was Kurt. It's uh, it's Kurt, yeah. Yeah. Which we get the merman, which he almost did, but then he sees the the puzzle sphere, Mm -hmm. which would resurrect um, possibly my favorite name in this movie. Uh, Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much better than what I named him. (laughs) What'd you name him? I said the pinhead-esque sawface. Yeah. Which like is that's supposed to be who he is, right? Yeah. Um we see Jules pick up a necklace, uh, which would resurrect the bride. Okay. Um uh Holden plays as the music box, which would be the sugar plug fairy, which I think would be cool to see. Was she the ballerina kind of girl? Yeah. With like the teeth all oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh there's a fortune fortune teller machine, which would resurrect the clowns. Okay. The unicorn tapestry would resurrect the unicorn. The amulet, the werewolf, the film strip that um, Marty is playing with would resurrect Kevin. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And then um, there's like some unconfirmed items, which are like kind of like just like kind of fan made, maybe. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to go through all of those because there's like a lot. But yeah. But yeah, they end up uh, resurrecting the Buckner family. Um, of course. Which I think was the right choice for this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the easiest one, right? Like if you see a book, you're going to read it. Yeah. Yeah, like that's it- true. It's just like the easiest one to kind of play off of. Yeah. And like the easiest one that you can have like, like good kills and mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Um, yeah. Cause especially like, they're, they're not like zombies they are like, you know, redneck torture family. So like, yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like resident evil biohazard mm-hmm. kind of family. Yeah. But like, I was going to say like, or how you mentioned earlier too, with the whole mermaid thing, like this that villain would not work in this movie yeah so like yeah mm-hmm. i agree they picked yeah. it they picked the, the right choice and i love that uh the controllers are like piping in like people talking <laughs> and most people that read the latin like marty's like here's someone like read the latin and yeah. marty's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh um we kind of get a little scene with uh back to the lab of like kind of her explaining to Truman, like where these nightmarish people come from. It's like, mm-hmm. I think the devil like loans them to mm-hmm. them to like fulfill the uh, rituals. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a cool concept. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love the scene with Marty whenever he goes into his room and, uh, He's like, he's like, oh, I'm not your little puppet. I'm your puppet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you think of the scene of Jules and um, Kurt outside when you first like see that whole like thing play out? You see, you know, the controllers controlling the the scene. I think it's really cool. Like, because that is such a focal point in a lot of slasher movies, right? Like there's always a sex scene Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the way it plays out is like, they're kind of frolicking through the woods and, and all of a sudden they like raise up the pheromone levels and you see like all this like steam coming up from the ground. And like, it's not out of place because like, it could be like, I don't know, like we see that in the forest and sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's like a fog that comes up out of the ground, but that like, helps get her horny for lack of a better word because like she's originally saying like no like i don't want to do it here and then they raise those up and then she's like all for it yeah yeah i love whenever they like get out there at first and like they're with the kiss Mm then she's like let's take off her shirt and she's like oh i'm too cold and all like oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're like ah damn and then like uh like raise the temperature like raises the temperature he's like (laughs) watch the magic (laughs) yeah um and like there's a part of trivia in this one too but because this was uh drew goddard's directorial debut like he never directed a scene like this so he was like super uncomfortable with doing this nude scene Mm -hmm. and uh anna hutchison i think is her name the Uh actress she was like telling him like no it's fine like it's not even a big deal like i don't even care that i have to take my shirt off or anything like that (laughs) so it's just like kind of a neat little interaction between the two of them. Like the actor was consoling mm. the director. 
because yeah. like i guess he grew up like a very in a very catholic household so like oh, okay to have this happen was like very faux pas for him yeah yeah but it needed to be in the movie because that's one of the biggest horror tropes yeah right? it's one of the requirements mm-hmm. yeah and uh yeah he raises the temperature and then Jules is like still like oh take me inside and then like he like puts the light up a bit and like it's yeah. perfect like moonlight onto the spot <laughs> like all the grass like moss looks perfect yeah um, and then finally we see uh, the first kill and what do you think of this this whole sequence oh man it's so sick like the I guess the mother Buckner she like was there a mother there there was an older woman and then okay, there was I couldn't I couldn't really tell. Yeah, so she's the one that stabs her in the hand because she's laying on the ground with her hands out. She yeah. stabs her in the hand, and then is it more? Is what's is it? What's his name? Who Kurt? No, no, no. The uh, I don't know, like Father Buckner. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if they had a name for him or not, but anyways, he's always carrying around this big ass fucking bear trap <laughs> on a chain, and then, like. Yeah. Kurt goes to run away and he fucking hucks it at him. Oh knocks, man. Knocks him down with it. And then Jules tries to run and then he fucking gets her with it and like rips it out of her back after. Oh man. Every time I watch that, it's like, <laughs> it's cringe. so fucking brutal. It is. Yeah. And then the whole family of the Buckners come out and they have a great oh. big giant ass fucking handsaw that you would use to cut down a tree. Fucking and they rusty fuck yeah and they cut her head off with it it's so fucking cool yeah yeah um i got a question how kurt got away does he get away when they're cutting her head off yeah but they're someone holding him and made oh, him yeah. watch so it's like he kind of just shows back up um mm-hmm. whenever marty is like because they leave and marty is like to dana like don't you see what's going on here? And mm-hmm. he's like, I've never seen Kurt and Jules act like this before. Like he says, like Kurt, like has a scholarship and he just called, uh, yeah. an egghead. And she's like, maybe it's your, cause of that. Cause he's like smoking so much. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to go read a picture with books. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, I love this scene too. He's like sitting there and then like all you hear is like <laughs> and he's like, what? And he's like, I'm a, I'm my own brain or whatever. And then they're like, go for a walk. And he's like, no, I will be your little puppet. And then uh and then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go for a walk. <laughs> I love when he walks out and they're like making out and he's like, He's got a father bulge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Marty's definitely an underrated character. Yeah. Um. So he's out there pissing, and he like looks up, and he's like, "I thought there'd be stars." And then he like kind of like puts more stuff together. He's like, "He's just like something like we're not who we are, or something like that." Yeah. And then Kurt shows up, and then I love whenever they turn around and he. Kurt just fucking clotheslined the Buckner girl. Yeah. Yeah, and then they get back to the cabin and uh, they're saying, like, we gotta go and Dana's like, I'm not leaving without Jules and then they open up the door Mm -hmm. and the big fucker Buckner 
he's sitting there holding her head yeah. and he just like tosses it in and yeah. uh dana catches it and then yeah. she just fucking looks at it freaks and fucking throws it across the room yeah yeah and uh we see another horror trope that uh um what's this i always forget his name citizen um puts into play here with which the uh huh which one's this one whenever uh kurt is like you know at first he's like okay we need to stick together um board up the uh, place and then like citizen's like okay i'll take care of this and then like <laughs> uh sprays like the mist like push a couple of buttons and then like kurt is all of a sudden is like you know we should split up yeah because like they do that in every horror movie right yeah and then mario just has like a look on his face like what (laughs) (laughs) and this is where um marty kind of like uncovers a camera Mm -hmm. and there um because he like knocks over uh the lantern or the light Mm -hmm. and i love this scene too he's just like oh my god he's like i'm on reality tv (laughs) (laughs) and this this is when he gets ripped through the window is it not yeah and you yeah. think that he dies yeah 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 because he gets ripped through the window and then like it shows the blood like uh it's almost like in blade whenever they kill mm-hmm. like remember they had that thing and it had to like unlock or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in blade so it's almost oh, like that yeah. there's like a blood trail that goes down and it's like a hieroglyph almost of yeah. of the fool and yeah. it starts to fill it all out like as if yeah. he's dead yeah um and that's something I picked up on the second watch is like after you think that Marty's dead, the whole like place starts rumbling, right? Because it's the mm-hmm. ancient gods and like Sitterson and Hadley are like, oh, what's that? And then Hadley says, oh, they must be happy. But I think they knew that Marty wasn't dead. Yeah. It's almost like they were, I don't know if they were like annoyed or pissed off or if it was like more of a warning. Like, I think so. Yeah. Because they like break the blood right to go down in, but if like he's not dead, then it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know you're pissing off the gods. Yeah, like that thing might have filled up partially, but it didn't fill up all the way, so they mm-hmm. didn't get that full sacrifice that they that they needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another thing that I love this movie so much. There's so many like twists and turns that like mm-hmm. happen, like unexpected things. Yeah. Um. Yeah uh fucking dirt bike man oh man (laughs) um uh yeah quickly um (sighs) dana and holden end up in like the black room which is where the father killed people Mm -hmm. uh holden takes that bear trap to his back as well and like starts getting pulled up and it's like oh fuck that would hurt so much um but then dana stabs that guy um Mm. doesn't kill him obviously but uh and then Kurt shows up, takes him out of there. He, he's like, Marty's dead. They get on the the RV mm-hmm. and they start going through the tunnel. And then Hadley and Sitterson are like, what the fuck? Like the tunnel's not blown. Like <laughs> what the hell? And like Sitterson like hooks it out of there, goes to like electrical. He's like, what the fuck's happening? And they say like, there was a glitch from upstairs. Like we didn't get like the order to blow the tunnel. Mm-hmm. so he like blows the tunnel they back out um and then like one of the most unexpected scenes like my god for man. my first watch because like yeah. 
my first watch, like at the beginning of the movie, when they come to this area, you see the hawk, right? Like, yeah. like fly through, hit the barricade, but like, there's so much stuff that happens between there and that, and like when Kurt dies, mm-hmm. that like the first time I saw it, I saw Kurt die, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, I still remember, like this is 11 or 12 years ago, watching this in theaters, I still remember the reaction of that movie theater, whenever <laughs> he fucking hits that barrier. Oh, man, it's so fucking great. He hops on the dirt bike, being the fucking jock that he is. He's just like, I can make it. And they're like, no, like that's really far. He's like, I've jumped further than this. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to go back and get army and choppers and very large guns. You're going to kill them for what they did to Jules. (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. And he, yeah, he just fucking guns it off this cliff. And like he looks like he's going to make it. He's got good trajectory. <laughs> and just fucking boom, hits yeah. this fucking uh, like dome barrier thing. Yeah. Oh, man. And so you just funny. see him like toppling down it. That's a far drop. It is a far drop. Yeah. Um. So yeah, now Holden and Dana are driving back. Um, and then while they're driving back, Holden gets stabbed through the face um, by one of the rednecks. Um, mm-hmm. He crashes into the water. Uh, Jules, not Jules, uh, Dana. Dana gets away. She gets up in the dock and then everyone in the lab um, start partying and <laughs> and drinking. And um, I love this like montage. I love mm-hmm. like montage, but I love like the music like starts playing yeah and then like the camera pans out from like the video like tv and you see like just jewels in the background like getting like fucked up like beat yeah. up like tortured by this guy and meanwhile they're all like partying one guy's like hitting on one girl he's like hey i love i heard that you like ballet i happen to have two tickets and she just walks <laughs> away and like just having like a normal work party right yeah yeah so funny um yeah, and then during the party, uh, Sitterson goes up to electrical guys, and they mentioned again, like, oh, there's a glitch, like, from upstairs. And then Sitterson says, like, what do you mean upstairs? Then you get the phone call. So, like, what do you think, like, the glitch was? You think maybe she knew that Marty wasn't dead? Yeah. Because, like, she's probably keeping an eye on the gods, right? What if the glitch was to not blow the tunnel? Then, like, maybe someone was, like, I don't know, that's far-fetched, like, Mm. trying not to blow up the tunnel so they can get out. Yeah. Or maybe the director wanted to create, like, a real-life catastrophe. So, like, she didn't want any of this to actually pan out. Mm. And she wanted the gods to come up and, like, just fucking wreak havoc. Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah. But uh, yeah, then they get the phone call and Hadley picks up and and you, you don't hear the person on the line, but you know that like they're saying, oh, someone's still alive. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who? And then like it goes back to Dana and like she's getting fucked up. He like has the thing and then like saying this, this like heroic music and like the fucking bomb goes up and <laughs> stops it. And then like during this, you can tell that Marty is jacked. That's true, yeah. I thought so, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, grabs it. She hits him, falls in the water. 
And so Marty takes her to like the graveyard where he finds the elevator and he like figured stuff out. Um, he hatched one of the zombies up with a trowel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they move into this elevator and, uh, yeah, why don't you go into what happens on their ride down to. Okay. So, yeah, so they go, they're going down this elevator, but it's like, it's almost like this is a stupid fucking comparison, but it's almost like in monsters Inc. How there's like the doors and they like go sideways and they go up and they go down. A great comparison. (laughs) Um, So it's like that. It's like an elevator shaft that like moves in all directions. So they're going Mm -hmm. down and then like, there's like these glass, they're like in between these glass walls or something like that. And they see this little girl with their back to them. And she's like behind this glass wall. And she slowly turns around and it's like, it's the sugar plum fairy. And her whole face is like a row of teeth and like rows and rows of teeth. And then they turn around and it's fucking Sawface, whatever his name was that you mentioned. Fornicus. Fornicus, uh, Guar's newest member. (laughs) Um, And he's holding like, basically like a fucking Dybbuk box. And uh and like he's super fucking creepy man like he, he doesn't do anything other than just like stare at them and like kind of turn yeah. his head every once in a while mm-hmm. but he's like yeah he's super fucking creepy um yeah. and then do they see any more yeah they see the werewolf first oh right yeah the werewolf comes, comes out of like the darkness yeah which like see- that that werewolf is fucking scary man yeah it's a it's a good like werewolf. it's a fucking brutal wolf like yeah. fast fucking yeah yeah um, and then I think they see the the like the fog ghost kind of thing yeah too. which like that ghost kind of seemed like not a bad person I mean yeah because like whenever it was like they saw it it was like trying to get out and then like Elvis going down he's like down there he's like no 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 mm. like trying to like call them for help kind of yeah maybe. Like kind of like a lost soul, I guess, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh so they learn like that there's all these monsters down there, and then they get yeah. out of the elevator and they're hiding in this like control room. Yeah, because like, um they figure out which elevator they're in, and then like the guy comes in with the gun. Yeah. And the zombie hand like fucking kills the guy. Yeah. Or he they knock him out, and like zombie hand is like going like to his head. Yeah. And then they get into this control room and Dana's like, I can't remember exactly what she says, but she starts flipping switches and then she hits the fucking big red button Uh, and all the military guys are out there and you just hear ding, 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 ding. And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then just the (laughs) elevator doors open up and you see like the full view of like this like hallway and yeah. just from both sides, just fucking oh, monsters yeah. come flying out of every single elevator. <laughs> they kill all of them. Oh, um, man, and fun. then it shows the view of like Dana and Marty in the control room still. And there's a glass window and the glass window is all full of blood. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then. So yeah, in the first wave of mom's monsters, um, we see uh, the dragon bat, mm-hmm. the angry molesting tree. Mm-hmm great name uh the zombies the dismemberment goblins the giant snake the killer yeah. robot who is like this robot that's like has so all cool. these fucking saw blades and shit it's like a scorpion robot yeah um a witch and the werewolf 
I didn't see the witch. Neither. I didn't see her either. Okay. But yeah. be, might have to like slow that scene down because there's so much going on. So much going on. Yeah. And then so <laughs> you see the hallway and it's all just like fucking blood everywhere, man. Like it's like the scene in The Shining when the elevator door is fucking open up. bodies falling from the falling ceiling. From the ceiling. There's three zombies just like hunched over eating one of the soldiers. And mm. then like the body part falls from the ceiling and one of the zombies like jumps like it's scared. And then yeah. there's more fucking uh, more military that come in. Yeah. And they're just like kind of standing there looking at everything. And then you hear ding, ding, yeah. ding. And they're yeah. like, oh, fuck. And it's just chaos all over again. Yeah, and that um, that vampire bat flies through the glass mm-hmm. uh, window where the control room is. Yeah, uh, so in the second wave, um, we see Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. Yeah, the alien beast and the dolls. Uh, we see emerging while well, the other creatures that emerged at the time weren't identified during the massacre. Um, though the six possible creatures, judging by the sounds heard during the moment, might have been uh, the rabid dogs. Mm. Uh, the Sasquatch, Wendigo, Yeti, the witch, which they have left for dead in like brackets on here. Um, the tank, oh, like the witch from Left for Dead. Yeah, the witch and the tank from Left for Dead. Okay. Uh, the giant owl and the giant alligator. I don't remember seeing a giant owl. No, it's the what you hear, I guess. Oh, and don't same hear- with the alligator. Okay, don't we hear the clown at this point too? Like, don't we hear him laughing? Well, we see him, right? Okay. Right, yeah, yeah. we do. Um, yeah, so we see we see the alien beast. Uh, we see the American slow-walking creepy girl. <laughs> She's the <laughs> one that's like following the guy, just like crawling away. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the tree. Um, we see a balding menace. I don't remember seeing him. Uh, the clown who is like just creepy guy stabbed the guy. Then like a girl starts shooting him, but mm-hmm. he like can't be killed. He was creepy. Um, there's a creature with patterned segments of armor on its head, which we see in the camera. There's a Cyclops, the deadites, the demons. Um, Yeah. You see like a lot of that shit. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite moments from this, this scene? There's one scene where I don't know if it was a zombie or what it was, but it was like a human type person mm-hmm. throws one of the soldiers off of a balcony kind of thing. And the yeah. King Cobra comes up and like <laughs> fucking grabs it midair. Yeah. Um, the fucking unicorn kill is so sick. Man. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, and there's another scene that I talk about later on during my scariest scene. There's a one of the characters that we see on the camera it might be your like your armored person or whatever mm-hmm. but they're like fucking crawling on the ceiling oh yeah and they yeah, get their yeah. face like right up into the camera yeah yeah so creepy yeah um yeah oh and the the fucking the killer robot thing like chasing <laughs> buddy down the staircase <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's good too um what about you uh Oh, fuck. I mean, I forgot to mention one of my favorite parts even before all of this. Um, we see that Japan failed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Sitterson is like, they're watching. He's like, has his hand on the TV. He's watching it. And he's just like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. 
all to the little girls because they uh they beat the ghost oh, yeah man. fucking fun um yeah the unicorn um man there's so much that happens um the doctors you see them like they have a uh, person like on like a table and like they're pulling oh, her yeah. shirt away and has like the scalpel yeah uh, you see like the strangers they like dump gasoline a bunch of people light them on yeah. fire that one was really creepy too um you see fornicus has like a guy hanging yeah and then he has like his like demon assistant like there he's just like there like about to do some fucked up shit to this guy yeah <laughs> um i would love to see a sugar plum fairy kill that would have been cool but you don't you just see her dancing um i really like uh the the scarecrow folk which um mm -hmm. we might talk about later <laughs> uh they kill truman um yeah we'll save that for later um obviously one of the best parts of the movie is hadley's death <laughs> uh he's there he gets kind of blown up and then he's like lying there and you just see from the smoke the merman slowly moving <laughs> over and he's like oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me and it's like oh. a really weird gross mermaid design like yeah this thing looks like those types of fish that you like you find like six thousand meters under the ocean like yeah. surface and like yeah i don't know it's fucking creepy looking because whenever they after the bets um hadley's obviously upset because merman didn't get uh picked yeah and sitterson is just like oh it's okay he's like merman is uh it's a it's a hard cleanup or something like that yeah after because like he just like sprays blood everywhere of his yeah. fucking hole <laughs> yeah um, the, the scarecrows killed truman the mermaid kills hadley uh we see lynn get taken off by the kraken oh yeah 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 and then uh citizen gets down below um and then like right away uh dana stabs citizen mm -hmm. um and he tells her like kill him because like obviously he wants uh him to die mm -hmm. uh then they get to like this middle part and you finally see like the I don't know, the the director or whatever, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, we didn't even do her honorable mention. Well, because it's kind of like a cameo, cameo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, did they want to get someone else instead of her, but they couldn't? Isn't I'm not that sure. Trivia or something like that. I thought. I don't know. Anyway, who the fuck uh, else would you want to get though? Yeah, I don't know. Like, who's better than this? Yeah um so she comes in and she's like explaining everything they're doing like with the gods and all that stuff um mm -hmm. and then dana is about to kill marty but then marty like sees the world behind dana the the world bites the shit out of dana and then Mar because... marty end up shooting the werewolf well dana's first of all we didn't say who the director is still oh it's motherfucking Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dana's holding the gun to Marty's head, and then she's like, I'm sorry. And then he turns around and he's like, So am I. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, the werewolf bites her. Yeah. And I yeah, Marty kills the werewolf. I don't know how though. I can't remember how. He must have got a gun somewhere. He did have a gun because he shot 
like a zombie type thing whenever they're going through the hallway. So he had a gun. But then where so- did the where did Dana get her gun? Oh yeah, true. From Sitterson, maybe? Oh, she probably dropped the gun whenever she got bit. Yeah. By the werewolf. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Marty shoots the werewolf, and then um Marty gets in a who gets in a fight with Weaver? I think it's um yeah, forget. Anyway, one of them gets in a fight with Weaver and they're like struggling. Oh, Marty gets shot, I think, from Weaver. And yeah, then she tries see, to kill him. You see uh Patience, the, the one-armed zombie, she comes in and she stabs Weave right in the back of the fucking head. Yeah. And then she pushes both of them off into the, into the abyss or whatever where the mm-hmm. gods are. And then Marty and Dana are just like sitting there. Marty rolls a joint, smoking. They're like, you know, I really wish I could have saw these these gods, you know, it would be cool. And yeah. then she's just like, yeah. And then like the gods finally put a hand up and then like slam down and then like that's it. Mm-hmm. Movie over. Yeah. Did you read the trivia about Marty and like the weed? Uh, not that I remember. He went through extensive like weed training. Um, Like they taught that he had a two hour course with experts, it said, on um, how to smoke a bong, how to smoke a pipe and how to properly roll a joint. Wow. All right. So this guy's obviously not a stoner in real life. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see a sequel or like like a standalone sequel, like a different rendition of yeah. like yeah. a different location. Or I mentioned also in my review, like an, a TV show, like yeah, how you mentioned too. Yeah. Just feel like these movies with all these different characters would do really well as TV shows. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there was supposed to be a sequel 10 years later, but I don't think it ever um, happened. Oh. We haven't seen it yet, so I doubt it. No. <laughs> um, there's a there's actually a I just saw an article from like this year that uh, is like why the horror sequel probably never happened. Mm. So we could post it in our Instagram or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to mention or talk about before I wrap this up? I just wanted to quickly mention another thing. Like we almost didn't have this movie because the movie studio went bankrupt. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Lionsgate picking it up, like we wouldn't have had this movie. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. It is crazy. And like, I feel like this is a movie that like the horror genre needed Mm -hmm. because it's just like, it takes the typical tropes and just like kind of flips them right over. Yeah. Like we've seen meta horror before, obviously, but like this is like meta horror on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I feel like, like I haven't heard any single person say they don't like this movie mm-hmm. um, or that they don't like have a great time watching this movie. And I just, I feel like this was a movie that needed to happen and yeah. we almost didn't fucking have it. Yeah. I kind of, 
the way I feel about this movie is like I'm not like comparing it to the movie I'm about to say, but like it's not on the same level as as um Scream. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're similar in like that me- very meta way, like very different from other movies. Um mm-hmm. and I think they both did it very well. Um mm-hmm. so I kind of like see as like this movie as like the new generation like scream sort of new like generation of meta horror anyways yeah 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 i concur cool but yeah that's all i wanted to say Alrighty. well that's the way the blood splatters there's a fucking lot of it in this one there is yeah <laughs> quite a bit <laughs> all right I don't know your letterbox score on this one, so I don't know how you're going to rate it. Um, okay. I have I have thoughts, but I don't yeah. know for sure. Okay. So oh. we had the same score, but uh, okay. so my story, I gave a nine out of 10. Um, I would love to give this movie a perfect score. Um, I love this movie so damn much, but I just don't think it's a perfect movie. Um, so nine out of 10 for story. There's like a few plot holes that like I have some questions about, but like uh, it's not that big of a deal. Um, the writing in this movie is fantastic. The meta, all the characters I love. Um, I we talked about this at great length during our discussion, but like hmm. all the horror tropes we get, all of the archetypes of the characters, the harbinger, like it's all this like American horror that we we grew up to love and still love mm-hmm. to this day. Um. Yeah. So nine out of ten for story for quality. Also gave it gave it a nine out of ten. Um. I just think it's like one of the best, one of the well made movies. Um. Of the past, well, I guess over ten years now, but say the last mm. fifteen years. Um. I can like watch this movie. Now this is like a rewatch, like for me. Like if I watched it within twice within like three days. Um. I didn't get bored the second time around. Like mm-hmm. the rewatchability of this is like crazy. Um, yeah, I think it, it's filmed great. It looks great. The CGI and stuff and like the makeup effects are done really well, um, which you could kind of like overlook because there's so much happening mm-hmm. in the last sequence. But like a lot of like the the human characters um, look cool, even like uh, some of the CGI doesn't look bad at all um mm-hmm. so yeah i thought the acting was great too i love the score yeah and i just really love this movie i can tell yeah how about you um we have the exact same scores i kind of figured yeah so i gave both a nine out of ten i'll just yeah throw that out there um my story uh, i said this movie takes meta to a whole new fucking level and it's done so well that it's almost believable that stuff like this could actually be behind the scenes of some of our favorite horror movies <laughs> like a movie within a movie kind of thing yeah um it's a fresh take on the whole meta horror and it's brilliantly written the characters are all common horror movie characters but with a bit of a mm-hmm. twist on their own i've already went through all that shit earlier though um and i did mention again much like 13 ghosts i think this one would thrive as a show all this one although this one is fantastic as a film already like i mentioned quality is a nine out of ten too um acting was great uh as was the script it's all stuff we've seen in horror movies but 
in this case, everything's kind of turned upside down. And we see the like the even darker side of these like cabin in the woods type horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, obviously horror movies have a dark side, but like in this one, like it's dark behind the scenes too. Like these motherfuckers are betting on how these guys are going to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Like, and like they make it a comedy like the underground stuff, like it's a comedy, but it's also yeah. like a super dark comedy. Yeah. Um, I love that the villains and the monsters were ones that we've seen before, but like Joss Whedon and, uh, and drew Goddard, like they put their own spin on them. Like they wrote mm-hmm. 60 different monsters for this yeah. movie. Like yeah. they created 60 different monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, the people underground were incredible as villains at their own right too. Um, mm-hmm. And that final 15 minutes, man, like just pure chaos, like adrenaline pumping. Like I just want more and more and more. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really see like the underground people as villains. Come on. They're setting these people up to die. But they have to. Like the the ancient gods over a real thing, right? We see at the very end. That's true. And like the whole betting thing, I get it because like if citizen's been doing this since like 98 like if he's been doing this like for like 15 years like mm-hmm. the first few years like obviously he probably is like fuck we're killing people like at a certain point you gotta be like okay we gotta have some sort of like fun, fun. in this right like if i'm gonna be doing this for my career i may as well be having fun or doing something to like bring joy to it right i don't know i guess but like, like i don't see i don't see citizen and hadley and them as villains they are okay doing but... what they have to do because okay. the ancient gods asked them to do this a specific way all right i agree yes but this is a job for them yeah would you apply for this fucking job if it paid well jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) but like a how do you get a job like this that's a good question i do not know and b like you don't apply for a job that you don't think you'd be fit to fit to do so like you gotta have some sort of fucking psychoticism in your brain that's gonna that's gonna have you set up five people to fucking die like once a year yeah yeah um now you brought that up like i thought because truman he's he's new to this job right yeah the way they were set up his character i thought he was gonna have like more to do with it Mm -hmm. because he had that like kind of he's super skeptical yeah right and he kind of felt bad but he just dies at the end so it doesn't really nothing happen anyways um oh man if if this job paid you $200,000 a year. <laughs> exactly. See? I mean, uh, I maybe. Yeah, maybe. See, okay. Am I willing to kill five people a year for $200,000? I don't know, man. That's not like hey. these are bad people. These are fucking college students. Right, and the people who are doing this job aren't bad people either. They just, ah. it's their job. 
I don't know. I don't know. We gotta someone someone has to do this job. Okay, someone has to do it. I get that. But that's my point. Like it's only a certain group or type of people that that would be willing to do this job. Like you gotta be willing to fucking kill people, man. Like, like this is like saying that like a fucking hitman is not a bad person. Mm-hmm. You have to do this job because it's your job. Yeah, and you're just setting people up to make their own decisions. No, you're setting them up to fucking make the decisions to kill them off. They have to die. You're just just giving them a push in the direction. Exactly. You're not killing them yourself. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to pull this on Instagram. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. the ancient gods, like you have to do it. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah. I gave them both a nine out of 10, just like you did. Very nice. All right. You guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they scored it. The critics consensus the Cabin in the Woods is an astonishing meta feat capable of being funny, strange, and scary frequently all at the same time. So what do you think the critics scored it? I think it's high, and but I'm not going to use like my bias towards this movie. So I'm going to say like 87. You're close. Uh, it was a 92. Damn it, I was going to go that high too, but <laughs> fuck. Um, so it is certified fresh. Um, on 291 reviews and an average score of 7.9 out of 10. The audience score was a 74%. Oof, that's too low. On 100,000 ratings, but an average score of 3.8 out of 5 or a 7.6 out of 10. Very nice. Um, so on Letterboxd, this has a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, you and me both rated it a four and a half. Um, loading here, uh, our boy XHR Pod gave it a four out of five. Um, pretty sure Jensen gave it, yeah, our boy Josh Bowers gave it a four out of five. Uh, Anthony from Porcelain Peak gave it a four out of five. Um, John from Porcelain Peak gave it a five out of five. Jensen okay. gave it a four out of five. Yeah. So lots of fours. A lot of fours. Yeah. That's for slashing, slashing captain four and a half. So uh, this is a very well received movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. As expected. Yes, sir. All right, you ready for the scare section? Yep. Okay, what did you give it for a scare rating? Scare rating, I'll give it a 5 out of 10. Hmm. Um, Just a lot of the kills are brutal. There is like a couple of jump scares and loud uh, scores that happen at the right time. Um, And also... You never know. This may happen one day. Probably not, but 
Hey, you never know. Hey, in your world, it's got to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scariest scene. Um, I went with like either being the person that the doctors mm. took or Fornicus because like the doctors, you see them pull apart like the shirt and then mm. like fucking just have the scalpel. Um, yeah. There's also like one group. I don't know if it was the dismemberment goblins, but like this guy's like lying on the table and they're like holding his arm and like one jumps up on the table, like starts puking in his face. I don't know if I saw that. <laughs> really? Oh man, it's disgusting. Maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but just like being uh or like I'm gonna change my answer. Okay. Okay. The soldier, one of the soldiers at the beginning, whenever like the one guy, like here's a ding, and he's just like, oh shit. And then you just like yeah. instantly get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, you know you're fucked. Yeah. Um, and then would I survive? Um, probably not because, like, I don't know, I'm kind of a mixture of everybody, to be honest. That's true. I'm a virgin, I'm a whore. I was gonna say, you are pretty, slutty. I can be a jock, I can be a, a scholar when I want to, and I can be a fool. You're like that Alanis Morissette song, no, not that one, not Alanis Morissette. Who sings that? Anyways, never mind. <laughs> Fleeting thought. It's gone. How about you? Uh, my scary rating, I gave it a 4 out of 10. Um, I said, although it is a horror comedy, there are some very creepy parts in this movie. Um, the Buckner family is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, the I said the ballerina, because that's what I thought she was, but the sugar plum fairy, which I mean, I guess in turn is a ballerina um she's super fucking creepy and i said the pinhead-esque soft face which i mentioned earlier um is so effectively creepy in his little bit of screen time um like but there's so many like creepy ass characters in this movie yeah and like if you think about it it's like every fucking horror movie mixed into one right Mm -hmm. Uh, scary scene um i already mentioned it but like there's a very quick scene of that person crawling on the ceiling and like yeah. shoving its face in the camera and it's like it's so quick but like so effective at the same time like mm. that thing is fucking scary dude like fucking i don't know. straight out of a marilyn manson music video yeah seriously yeah. agreed um and i said like that fucking clown too man yeah he was like, creepy fuck that clown dude <laughs> 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 i'm starting to get over my fear of clowns but like that dude yeah. is just fucking ugh. yeah um would i survive i said yeah fucking right like there's no no way in hell mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna try and fucking pretend like i would yeah um but yeah so question all... real quick yep i know this episode has been going for like two hours uh yeah it has been actually so I know they, they get like trapped in this area, but like say that they kill the whole Buckner family. Mm. Like other we see other um countries do it. Mm-hmm. How do they just like let them go? Like what do you think? I think happens? they must, but like at that point they've the entire world has failed. Okay, but okay, so say like say Japan succeeded or whatever. Oh, okay. But say they failed, like, 
would they just like open the tunnel back up or like how the fuck would they get out of there? They must. Yeah. Cause like they're not gonna kill all those little girls from fucking Japan, are they? No. Yeah. I think, yeah. Just everybody's mm. a final girl. No. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, it's that time to yep. wrap up the villain face off. We'll hop into Loomis's villain evaluation. Um, who did you pick to face off against the Jackal from 13 Ghosts? So um, I didn't want to pick the zombie redneck torture family because I felt like the maid died just reminded me too much of Hatchet and we've done him before. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the other monsters, we've either like done a version of them Um or we just didn't see enough of a monster. Like I really wanted to pick like the merman would have been funny, but like <laughs> he would have had no shot. Um, so I picked the scarecrow folk. Mm-hmm. You threw so, me yeah. for a loop with that one. I figured I would. Yeah. 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 You said it was down to two whenever I was asking you about it. Who was the other one? Uh, the redneck family. Oh, it was. I'm okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Because, like, the werewolf, we've done, like, a version of that. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like the werewolf would have destroyed the jackal. Yeah. Uh, Fornicus, we didn't see that enough of him to, like, mm-hmm. no way. I couldn't put the fucking snake up against the jackal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, both of these movies are very tough to do this with because of the fact that everybody has such little screen time. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like the jackal has like what fucking forty five seconds. The scarecrow folk are like maybe ten seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. But we, we do get a glimpse of like what they can do, right? Mm-hmm. Just in that yeah. little time. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. So yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our best. Yeah, and we're gonna see who comes out on top. Yeah, and you're gonna go first. Okay. Um. So for strength. I'm I'm basing my scores off of one scarecrow folk. Okay. Not as like the group, because as the group, like they're pretty strong because mm-hmm. they pick up Truman like fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so as like one scarecrow folk, I'll go with like 17. Okay. Because like I feel like it's a monster, so he's like kind of strong, but they're not that big. So yeah, I'll go 17. Okay. Uh for brutality, I'll go I want a 28 because okay. they like just fucking tear kind of like the jackal, right? They just mm-hmm. fucking like go nuts. I, I thought I heard did you hear scissors? Uh maybe. I heard yeah. like something when they were cutting up uh Truman, but like they're just going fucking ham on this guy, pulling <laughs> out all like pulling out the straw, like kind of like how they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah um so yeah uh fear factor i went a 20 out of 30 um they're not like overly scary but i really did like their design kind of like um like the scarecrow from wizard of oz um yeah i don't know if that was like real people it'd be cool to see if there's like actors Mm -hmm. uh could we kill it um the higher meaning we wouldn't be able to kill it right yeah yeah, I went to 18 
because we do see Truman shoots one of them, but it's just straw, so it just keeps coming at him. But I feel like one on one, like just pull out his fucking straw or like rip its head off. Maybe mm-hmm. I could have a chance. Uh, the dexterity gave a 24 out of 30. Um, okay. It's a monster made of straw. Like it has no cardiovascular system. It can move pretty quick. That's fair. Uh, oh yeah, 24 out of 30. Okay. All right. Uh, this for... is ridiculous, by the way. It is ridiculous. <laughs> um. Okay, for brutality, uh, I I took them as a team. I didn't do them as one, okay. one single person. But for brutality, I gave them a 22. Okay. Um, I said they work as a team to tear Truman apart, um, give him more screen time, and I think we would have seen a lot more deaths than what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I mean, they fucking tear through him pretty easily. Yeah. Uh. For strength, I gave them a 25. Okay. Um, I said they get shot and they still keep coming. Yeah. Um, they do have a weakness, mm-hmm. um, which we don't see it. But given the fact that they're scarecrows and they're stuffed full of straw, mm-hmm. I would assume that fire would be a pretty good weakness for them. Didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I said I assume fire would be a weakness, but clearly bullets aren't. And I like how you mentioned like they fucking pick him up and they tear him apart. Like that's obviously high for strength. Yeah. Um, dexterity, I give them a fourteen. Um, okay. I said they move faster than I'd expect from scarecrows, but like they're they're made of straw, man. Like <laughs> I wouldn't imagine them to move very quickly. Okay, yeah, I don't that's know. fair. Um, for fear factor, I gave them a 26. Oh, okay. Um, I said scarecrows are just inherently creepy as fuck, and like enough said. That's yeah, they're yeah. they're creepy. Uh, and could we kill it? I gave it a 14. Um, mm-hmm. so I think slightly easier than what you gave them. Yeah. Uh, but that's given the fact, like I said, uh, if you're given enough time to prepare an attack from them, mm-hmm. I think you could kill them. Like yeah. Like if you had time to sit and think like, okay, uh, they're made of straw, fire would defeat straw. So yeah. I think you could kill them fairly easily. But if you get taken by surprise, like what happens with Truman, I think you're fucked. Yeah. So we do have a clear cut winner this week. Okay. Um, But some of the stats were actually pretty close. Hmm. So for brutality, um, the scarecrow folk win twenty-five to twenty-one. Okay. Uh, strength, the jackal wins twenty-three to twenty-one. Ooh, close matchup. Yeah. Dexterity, the jackal wins twenty-three to eighteen. Mm-hmm. Fear factor, jackal wins twenty-six point five to twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Could we kill it? The jackal wins. 18 to 16. Okay. So Jackal wins four to one. Um, but a lot of those stats were really close. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Because you're kind of you're kind of giving me vibes like you don't agree with it. No, I do, but just us reading all this is like incredibly stupid. So um, <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> 
it was fun. I had, I had a good time discussing this episode and yeah, I mean, whatever. doing these stats. I mean, you know, it, it's just for fun. Exactly. We're not out here trying yeah. to sound like we're geniuses, yeah. like we know everything. We're yeah. putting up scarecrow people against a fucking ghost. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to see Fornicus go up against uh, the 12th ghost there. Oh, the juggernaut? Yeah. That would have been dope. Yeah. But. Yeah. Eh, maybe we'll redo them. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up. Next week, we are joined by our wonderful friend, Erica, from the Horror Cafe podcast mm-hmm. to talk about a video game adaptation uh one that was never well received nope um but will be a fun episode regardless we're gonna be talking about doom next week (laughs) yeah (laughs) i can honestly say i've Mm -hmm. only watched this movie one time and whenever it first came out okay i remember i think I've seen it one and a half times. One and a half times. <laughs> and the last time I tried watching it was, I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. It's going to be a fun one. It is. I remember it being very bad. And like, yeah. it came out when we were quite a bit younger. And mm-hmm. like, even back then, thinking it was pretty bad. So I'm excited to watch it and to talk about it and most likely fucking rip it apart. Um, but I think it's going to be fun regardless. Yeah. So yeah. Come back next week. Listen to us talk about that wonderful movie. Um, but we talked about how kind of stupid this was, but I had a blast talking about both of these movies. I think they're both really fun movies. Um, Mm -hmm. so regardless of how dumb this matchup was, (laughs) (laughs) it was a fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And that's what this is all about. So fuck it. Yeah, I agreed. All right. If you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at the podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also links to our Patreon account. And before I go any further, we have a new patron. Um, and I forgot to shout him out at the beginning, but Ben from Extreme Horror Replay, thank you so much for your contributions to our Patreon account. Um, we greatly appreciate it, and uh, your stuff is already in the mail, so you should be getting it very soon. Um, there's also links to each of our individual letterbox accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Thank you again for sitting here and listening to us talk about who would win between a ghost and a bunch of scarecrows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As always, had a great time. Yeah. uh, Ditto. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. Bye.